<clears throat> Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station. You can follow us on all social media platforms, WIMG 1300. If you're watching, it's over WPHY Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. And if you are, excuse me, you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Trenton365 and on Facebook, Trenton365Show. You can also send me an email as well, Trenton365Show at gmail.com. Keeping with the most recent theme of live and original music, I've got Courtney Danger here in the studio with me live tonight. And uh, we're starting a little later than normal, but those things do happen. So I've got Courtney Danger. Um, she's going to be talking a lot about her music. And uh, I've been vibing off of four of her songs, uh, Under My Dress, Still, uh, Weak, and Simplicity. And we're going to be talking about that. But not only that, but we're going to be talking about her as an artist and uh, what she's going to be doing in the very, very near future. And for those of you who have the opportunity to see her and what she's wearing, she's very fashionable tonight. And she's got the, the goldy locks, <laughs> dreadlocks happening as well. So without any further ado, Courtney Danger, welcome to the Trenton 365 thank show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. So, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is your personal style. Um, okay. Because the thing that fascinates me about about performing artists is how they always pull everything together and those of you who are going to see this they can see your earrings and they can see this awesome print that you have on right let's talk a little bit about your 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 presentation style um well you know what me i i really like to just be comfortable um so that's the biggest thing is I never want to go out in something that I'm going to be like, oh, I need to fix myself. You know, I'm going to be feeling uncomfortable. Who's going to be looking at me? You know, I'm, I'm more so. I like colors. I like vibrant things. You know, um, I have gold hair. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and eventually it'll be like white blonde, <laughs> then gold. You know, um, but it's a process. You know, even with the hair, it's 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 all a part of just me as a person. Now, when you say you as a person, have you always been someone who's like really into uh, the appearance of fashion and speaking through what you're wearing? No, actually, I haven't. At one point in time, I was like a really big tomboy, mm. <laughs> you know, so um, over time, I, it's something that I grew into. You know, I've always had my own style kind of off the chart or off the way of what everyone else was doing um, now. So I'm more like, you know, I like things that are eccentric, you know, I like things that nobody else is kind of going to walk in the room wearing. That's more so what I'll gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. Now, does that translate to when you're performing live as well? Um, because I know this, it seems that in the last um, decade or so that more performing artists are making it a point to let people know that, no, this is my fashion sense, this is my brand, right. this is my style. Right, Yeah, I mean, on stage, let's see, um, I'm the kind of person that will show up to a performance and before I go on stage, I need to change clothes because I don't want to walk in the room and be on the same, you know, you see me one way and then you have to see me a different way when I'm on stage because it's like now I'm a performer, I'm not just a person in the crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to show you that it can be different no matter what angle you're kind of catching me from, you know, so that's, that's my thing. That's dope. I love that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I guess that ties right into the whole um, idea of personal branding and um, how you are when you go out in public. Right, right. I mean, it all matters because, you know, people see me, they think, you know, oh, you should know, she's got the gold locks, you know, it's the girl with the voice, but I'm kind of quiet outside of music. So it's like, oh, I see her, but I don't know. That might be Courtney. That might not. I don't know. But then they see the hair, you know, they're, they're like, your hair takes on its own personality within itself. You know, they see the clothes. They see, you know, most of the time when I'm performing, I'm like uh, a bunch of jewelry or, or rings or, you know, uh, hats or, you know, something. Mm -hmm. Something that's going to set me apart from everybody else in the room. That it. That's what the Courtney Danger thing is. It's being able to accept who you are and be comfortable within your own skin. That's the biggest part of me as a brand. That's great. You know, so and, and I probably did this in reverse order, um, but but your style just kind of no, took me okay. off <laughs> took me off in this spot where I was thinking you know, about the fashion and everything like that. But let's back it up a little bit and let's share a bit about your background, where you're from, and then I'd like for you to to the name Courtney Danger. Um, okay. where it came from all right um well I'm from Trenton New Jersey <laughs> um, West West Trenton New Jersey um, 
my parents, my mom's from Georgia, my father's from Trenton also. Um, and musically, I just kind of started, let's see, I started recording when I was in ninth grade. Um, I started working with uh, Link from POV. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's a, a big staple. He was one of the first people to take me to a studio and have me record something. And, you know, I've always had a love and a passion for music, whether it was just writing or whether it was actually singing songs and not really understanding that I was making songs or, you know, things like that. But over time, I learned how to formulate them and put them together and have a rhythm and have a four bar, an eight bar, a 16, you know. I learned those things kind of organically. Um, so when I got to the studio, it was more so like, okay, just teach me what I'm supposed to be doing in here so I can do it right. <laughs> um, and since then, you know, music has been, it's been wonderful. Um, I've recorded pretty much ever since then. I stopped for a little bit for school, but then after that, it's just kind of been music full-fledged. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned something in, in that statement that struck me as not odd, but but unusual, um, because you said, you know, four, eight, 16 bars, but you said you wanted to go into the studio and be instructed as to, right. as to what to do. Do you think that that's part of your lineage, or do you think that's just from the, the professionals that you've worked with? Um, I think it's, it's just from the professionals that I've worked with, um, because I always had a sense of time and rhythm when I started, but at the same time, I wanted to learn what they knew. You know what I mean? It was, wasn't just about being an artist. It was also about being a student. Mm. You know, and that's the biggest thing is every time I'm in somebody's studio or working with someone, I want to take something back from that. I want to learn something from it. You know, whether it's sitting with my engineer. I, I work with an engineer. His name is B. Smith. We've been working for about, um, about 10 years. We've been working together. And in that 10-year span of time, I've gone from just being an artist that was recording with him to an artist that was sitting behind the board and learning how to work and learning how to engineer and run my own sessions and things like that. So now I'm at a point where I can go home and I can run sessions at home by myself and just send my music out to get mixed and mastered, you know, because it's, it's all about being a student as well as being an artist. You know, that's part of artistry is learning and growing. So, you know, again, I, I got a feeling that this, this hour is going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be extracting all kinds of things here. Um, okay. but, but I love the fact, again, that you've made it clear that you're a student and an artist. Right. Um, you know, you know, I like to tell folks um, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll want to sit down with someone who's, who's an artist. And, um, you know, we go from just a basic conversation. Hi, how you doing? You know, right. prior. And then we start recording and then it's like, like, wait a minute. Like, where did right. this come? Like, like what made you switch like per right. personas mm -hmm. and so forth? But it's obvious that you've got an understanding that there's a, that there's a, a time and a place for everything. Right. And that you are a student of what you're doing just as much as an artist. Can right. you just elaborate on that? Um, well, to be a good artist, you have to learn. I mean, even whether it's music is whether it's notes, whether it's harmonies, or whether it's the technical side of things of how do you formulate a song and how do you put things together? How is this song actually made before it gets to radio? No matter what part of it it is, you, you have to learn. It's something that you have to take with you and have an understanding of it to really even be able to deliver what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not a possible way to just say, okay, well, I'm just gonna go create this song and you just go in and you just press record and then you put it out and then it's all over the world. I mean, you can, but when people hear it, they'll know what's missing. You know what I mean? I don't want people to hear my music and say, well, this is what's missing. I want them to hear it and be like, hmm. You know, I, I'd rather get that hmm first, that they know that I took something back and saying, oh, okay, this is really good this is what I like about this. And now they can pick apart what they can hear and they can see, okay, well, she must have studied this because this isn't, you know, this isn't easy, wait a minute. You know, and a lot of my friends or a lot of my peers, whether they be musical or not, they tell me things that they like about things that I do, whether it's 
um, a particular run or it's a particular sound or a little thing that I'll do with my voice at the end or vibrato. You know, people pick those things apart and they say, you know, I like the way you did that. Oh, well, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it catches me off guard because I didn't think nobody was going to pay attention to that. But you did, and I'm glad it's there, <laughs> you know. So that's why it's important to be a student as well as just an artist, too. That, that's awesome. Now, I know you mentioned uh, ninth grade is, is, I guess, right. when you first started getting involved. Was did you always kind of have some inkling that you wanted to be a performing artist or was it something that um, happened? I think music has always kind of called to me. Mm. You know, it, it has always been something that made me feel. And when I say feel, you know, you have things that you'll do because you know you have to do them. You know, but music was one of those things that, you know, whether I was spending time with my dad and we're riding in the car. By the way, my dad at one point in time wanted to be a DJ. So he would, I mean, we had this thing that we would do and whenever we were in the car together, we would be riding along and he'll have on some oldies, you know, the real good stuff. And, you know, he used to take a pen and he would tap to the beat of these songs. And that stuck with me, you know, to this point, to this day, I still am in the car and I'll tap to songs or I'll hear something and I'll be banging on my steering wheel. You know, it's it's one of those things. So that started really early with me, with my father in old school. So I kind of have an old soul because of that. And that's still the kind of the music that I listen to today. Mm -hmm. um, um, I also collect vinyl. So I'm like really like a student of old school. And um, so it went from there and it started there. And then I got into writing a lot um, from poetry. And um, I got into things like um, spoken word. And from then it became, you know, I started writing these things down, these thoughts and these ideas that were popping into my head. And from there, they started to become songs, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, well, this makes sense and this makes sense. Well, let me put this with this and let me see how that goes. And I, I would be singing whole songs and never even writing them down. And I always had this thing where once I had it in my brain or once I was able to say it out loud, it stuck with me. Like, and I would, I was very particular about how I kept my songs, so I would mm. put them in this big notebook or binder, and I would have a table of contents so I knew where every song was, <laughs> and, you know, I would carry that around with me, but I could, it could be page 28, and you ask me to sing it, and I can tell you exactly how it goes, and I can sing it to you the way the song is supposed to sound, because it's up here now. You know, once I got it out and was able to say it out loud, it was just something that stuck with me, so... Hmm. I'm speaking with Courtney Danger, um, and um, over one of my other programs and also through uh, the Trenton365.com and the social media sites, you'll be able to see images of Courtney, and you'll also be able to chance to hear some of the music, the four songs that we'll be talking about later under my dress, Still Weak and Simplicity. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show, and we'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. In the studio with me is Courtney Danger. And uh, Courtney, um, and I was sharing with her a little bit um, off air. And as I was listening to her music, you know, as I'm driving, I'm trying to wrap my head around, you know, what are some of the questions, um, you know, and how am I going to articulate those questions, etc. And I was just saying to Courtney that it's obvious to me that she just isn't an artist. Like, like you're thinking a lot larger than than just hey I want to be on stage and I I want to perform like you're thinking you know what's my brand like what's my business acumen like who am right. I surrounding myself around etc and I want you to take that back and and you mentioned your parents and right. um is that something that your parents instilled in you um well my dad was the person that instilled working for yourself mm. So maybe not really so far as in music, but just as a person, you know, you can always work a job, you can always do things, but you know, you gotta have something for yourself. You know, um, my mom is a workaholic still to this day. She's a workaholic. She will rest maybe one day a week. And 
I take from that as well because when it comes to music and artistry, I'm the type of person that when I'm recording, if I do something wrong, I have to do it until I get it right. You know, whether it takes me five minutes, ten minutes, or whether it takes me six days, I'm going to do it until I get it right. So I kind of have that work ethic of working really hard, but then also from another parent side of, you know, working for yourself and doing things that you love and doing what you like to do, things that feel good to you and that don't feel like work because then it isn't a job. Mm -hmm. um, earlier you had mentioned that um, spending time with your father while you were driving and that he would tap beats and right. that, that he mm -hmm. would play old school. Right. And you made it clear that it was, air quote, good old school. <laughs> good old school. <laughs> so if, if you could just share some of those influences, um, some of those artists oh, that stick out um, to you, and, and don't feel like you've got to run off a whole laundry list oh, of no, them. Oh, no. I, uh, I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire... You know, you have Stevie Wonder, which is one of my personal favorites. You have Aretha Franklin, Anita Baker, another personal favorite. You know, Shaka Khan. Mm. You know, I listen to, like, real Marvin Gaye and, you know, um, George Benson. I'm listening to that kind of stuff still to this day. You know, when I go vinyl digging, you know, that's what I'm going to look for. You know, I'm going to look for that kind of stuff because I know I'm going to hear something that's going to spark something because it's going to remind me of that old time that I had you know, in that time with my father, and it's going to feel good, so it's going to make me feel good about going and recording and doing something else. Mm. Now, when you say, um, when you mention the, um, those influences, Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder, Anita right. Baker, Aretha Franklin, Shaka Khan, mm -hmm. um, they're artists that were um, transcended um, the Tip, uh, typical roles, I'd right. say. Like, they're not only were they great performers and and lyricists and vocalists, but the music right. that was behind it as well. And I want to take that to listening to your four tracks, uh, Under My Dress, Still, Weak, and Simplicity. And especially with um, Still and Weak, it seemed as though the, the songs had lots of different layers. Right. And... and what was your what was your concept behind that? Well, the concept behind those songs, well, it, it started off really with simplicity. Um, when I created that song, it was supposed to be the beginning of the story. Um, and those three songs in particular are going to be on a compilation project called Love Still. So it's like half of the project will be about love and then the other half will be about, you know, heartbreaking but still being able to carry on and, and love even after that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a, I, I like songs that sound full, you know. The thing about old school that kind of pulls me in is the fact that you can hear the production, you know, the music, you can hear the bands, you can hear the drums, the horns, you know, everything has its place. Um, and one of the things that my engineer would always tell me when we would be working is your voice it's not just like a regular voice it's like an instrument so if you layer it and stack it and, and do other things with it and play on it you know it will be an instrument you know it, it's not just a voice it's an instrument so you can use it however you want so that's why I like to I like to put the layers and I like to put the stacks and you know all of that stuff into the record because it, it feels good and it it feels the way I hear it in my brain mm. you know I hear all of that it's not just noise it's 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 a big production so that's what I hear when I'm when I'm thinking about it before I even start to create it I, that's what I hear I hear the fullness and how it makes you feel and how it's like oh you know it just kind of catches you off guard a little bit that, that's what I hear in my head mm -hmm. now in addition to that the Listening to your tracks mm -hmm. and hearing what your influences are, like I can hear bits and pieces of that, but it's not overbearing. Right. Um, and I think that sometimes artists um, have a tendency to let their influence come through them so much that it almost sounds like they're sort of kind of mimicking. But right. but your your music, the four tracks that I've heard, I didn't hear that. Right. Um, can, is that a process or is that a sound um, that you were going for? I technically don't try to sound like anyone. Actually, my, my goal is to never sound like anyone. Um, even though they're my influences, I look at them as teachers. You know, even as teachers, 
you still have to be a student. You still have to find your own way. And you can't really find your own way just walking completely in somebody else's footsteps. You have to go off the path a little bit. And that's where I've been able to kind of find where my sound lies in the midst of all these other great singers and performers and artists. You know, I just kind of follow my own path. And if it feels right, then I follow it. That's great. I'm speaking with Courtney Danger, um, and uh, I, I I wouldn't be doing her proper justice if I said that she is just a performing artist. Um, she is an artist, um, and, and those of you who are watching on television, you can get to see her her appearance and say that, that there's a lot of emphasis that in personal style, number one, we're going to be talking about her her particular brand, et cetera, in the in in a few moments but um as far as the influences go this is more than just you know run-of-the-mill r&b funk soul bluesy kind of person who's regurgitating this but you you obviously have put a decent amount of time into listening to lots of different music right. and figuring out exactly where your voice lies within those those different artists right mm. now You've got these these four tracks that are out right now, okay. and um, you've got some performances coming up, etc. Um, I want to talk about the actual business um, from your standpoint. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, people think that this industry is okay. Um, you come up with a hit, you send it out, like you said earlier. It, it's played all over the world. Next thing you know, you're all over all the all the TV, radio right. sites, yeah. and you're doing all these things, <laughs> and then you're off and you're some superstar celebrity. Right. Um, can you talk about the realness of the business and how much okay. of a grind it is? Um, yeah, it's very much a grind. It's, it's nothing really happens overnight, you know. Whether you have a hot song or not, you know, you still have to work at it, you know. Whether it's working and performing that one song, over and over and over again in different areas in front of different people you know it, it's nothing really happens overnight even being an artist doesn't happen overnight you know it doesn't just you don't just wake up one day and say you know what I'm gonna be an artist now <laughs> you know it doesn't really happen like that um, you know for me it really started with my my connection to a bunch of DJs. Mm. That's that's really where my kind of grind started, um, because I always was recording music, um, and then a DJ reached out to me. Um, actually, DJ Wes Will, he reached out to me and said, you know, I got this record. You know, this that um, uh, it was a Keisha Cole record. Actually, it was um, Enough of No Love by Keisha Cole, and he said. You know, I hear this record and I think that you could take it and flip it and do something better with it. And I said, okay, send it over, you know. So he sent it over and I listened to it, you know, and I think it was that evening I was just like, all right, yeah, I wrote to it, I'm going to go cut it, you know. Um, so I did the record and I sent it back to him after it got mixed and I was just like, yeah, you know, tell me what you think, you know. And from there it was like, um, he was like, yo, this is crazy. So really it kind of started more so with DJs kind of piloting my beginning and people starting to get familiar with who I was um, and it came from them saying hey I got the song can you flip it for me you know can you give me something else and you um, know uh, can you just elaborate on that for the folks who have no idea what that means okay it's like um so you take a song and then you take it and you remix it and give it a new twist so you, you're not saying I'm never saying exactly what they're saying I might take their melody but flip all the words you know and give them something completely different than what was there in the first place you know I'm doing my own riffs I'm not following their vocals and what they're doing I'm just taking their melody taking that track and saying all right I can do something different with this I hear something different let me just and most of the times when I do it I don't listen to the original record mm -hmm. it, it makes it easier for me when I don't hear what the other person did so you know I take it and I create something new with it and then say hey, here you go and send it back you know and from there you know I've, I've done those mixes for a bunch of different DJs or I've had DJs reach out um, one in particular um, Grap Lovers DJ um, that's Heavy D's brother mm -hmm. he reached out to me because of a song that I, I did to a um, to it's a track called what is it called it's called um, 
well, anyway, it's one of the tracks that I did, and it was to a producer that he was, his brother was working with at the time, Heavy D, when he was alive, and Jay Dilla, there we go, Jay Dilla, it was a Jay Dilla track that um, Heavy D worked with back in the day and things like that, so I flipped it, and it just happened to so, it, when I put it out, it kind of happened around, like, Jay Dilla Day wasn't it wasn't expecting that you know I wasn't really paying attention but I put it out and you know a bunch of people on, on Twitter started to reach out to me like oh this is really cool you know and Grap reached out to me and he was like yeah you know I'm gonna send this over to Dilla's mom you know and let her hear it this is really great you know so then he had his DJ reach out to me and then we connected and then from that connection you know I started to do remixes and, and kind of do some tracks and opening up some of his mixes that he was sending out all over the world every month. You know, he had this uh, series, it's like a first of the month mixtape series that he does. And um, I would put songs on there and then it would open up with me and it's just like, yeah, I'm introducing his mix or, you know, different things like that. So it, it's really more so DJs that kind of spread me around a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we've got a couple minutes before we get up on a break, but um, and I'm going to touch on this now, but I definitely want to get back into it okay. after the break. And uh, it's uh, the branding and social media, right. um, how important that is for modern-day artists. Can you just right. share your experience with that? You know what? I find that people listen to me most on social media when I'm being completely transparent. When I am being just forthcoming about the person that I am or just things that I've gone through, different experiences that I've had, that's where I get the most reactions, you know. Not just not just pictures, not just always music, you know. I I like social media because it allows you to speak about things that you probably wouldn't normally talk about if you're just sitting in a room with someone. Mm. You know, it, it opens the door for conversation of, okay, let's go a little bit deeper than the surface or just a little bit deeper than your music who are you as a person you know and people really take to the person that I am because I'm always being so transparent about myself my life my upbringing you know things that I'm into you know whether it be I want to go home and watch anime all night while I'm eating ice cream and drinking <laughs> halo farm juice out of a champagne glass you know whatever it might be <laughs> you know people gravitate to this because they're like oh well I like to eat you know and watch anime too and it's like what Naruto I watch Naruto okay so let's you know you're cool with me now so you know people people like that because a lot of people are so into being an artist and being a business and being a brand that they forget themselves in that and it's like you kind of have to be all of that you can't just be one side and because people won't just stick with you because of your music they really buy into the person that you are that's what keeps artists relevant and keeps things going for artists that are really really successful you look at it and say oh well they people started actually following this person's story mm -hmm. and who they are and that's what sticks mm -hmm. yeah we're going to talk a bit more about uh, social media and branding and and how that's been successful for you a little bit later in the program um, i'm speaking with courtney danger um, i'm just going to call her an artist um, but she also does some performing but she obviously has uh, some fashion sense and style too that that she's very comfortable with letting people see um, so we're going to be talking a bit more after the break you're listening and watching the trenton 365 show And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, Trenton365Show at gmail.com. You can also follow me on social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter at Trenton365, and on Facebook, Trenton365Show. And if you'd like, you can post your events to the Trenton 365 community calendar page, and you can do that there for free. And uh, this covers literally events from New York to Pittsburgh, um, so you can connect with some of the folks that I know around this area. So Courtney Danger and I have been chatting not only about um, her influences and her background and, and, and the support that she's gotten from her family, her mother and her father, but um, some of the DJs that she's worked with and how she's gotten in, in this process, DJ P. Smith, um, Wes Will and Jay Dilla. Um, but in addition to that, we've been talking about like her personal style, her fashion sense. And um, what strikes me is this, um, for your age, um, in this business, and we're going to talk about being a woman in the music business and right. some of the complexities with that. But, uh, you know, 
why don't we jump right into talking about that? Let's talk about um, your your age number one, and then uh, take that right into the complexities of being a woman in this male dominated business. Right. Well, um, I'm 31, and I am very comfortable in my skin. Um, I am not afraid to be in a room full of men and be the only one. You know, I've been to shows, I've been on, on bills where I was the only female performer. I was the only R&B artist on a completely rap show. You know, whatever it is, you know, I'm very comfortable within my skin and that's something that you learn with age. You know, you learn that with time and, and understanding yourself. And that's a big part of who I am as a person is growing and learning in my own way and in my own time who I am as a person and also as an artist, you know, as a woman, you know, and it's hard definitely being in a, a male-dominated field, being a woman and, and coming in and saying, oh, well, I'm dope too. I don't, I, you know, you're cool and everything, but I'm dope too. Exactly. You know, um, it's hard, you know, but when you're comfortable in your own skin, you can't really shake a tree that's, that's standing, you know. You could stand under it, but, you know, the tree is going to still stand there whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. That sounds like that may be a a song or the the title (laughs) of an album in the near future. So how did you come up with the name Courtney Danger? Okay, interesting story. So um, when I first started doing music, I was under the name Tara Courtney, right? So I was using that name, which is actually my first and middle name. Um, And... You know what? I got boxed into kind of like being just into R&B and soul. And I mean, I even was in a reggae band at one point. (laughs) Um, But I went through an experience and it was an experience personal to me um, with my health. And I, you know, was in a relationship and, and going through some things and I stopped taking care of myself. I stopped doing a lot of the things that I love because I felt like I couldn't do it the way I wanted to. And when something like that happens to you, you you kind of have to break down to rebuild. Mm. So I got really sick and you know, I spent I spent about 5 days in the hospital and on that fifth day when I came out of that hospital, I was like, you know what? everything about my life is going to change from this point forward you know I have to live one and I realized when I was there and I was sick and I you know I had these doctors tell me you know if you wouldn't have came in today you probably wouldn't be alive you know so hearing that and I said to myself that day is you know what I haven't done anything that I wanted to do Mm. and that was the fuel that kind of just said you know what so now you're going to do everything that you want to do, regardless, no matter how anybody feels about it, you know, take this and run with it and don't let anybody stop you. So what I did from there is I said, you know what, let me let me think about this because I love my middle name. My middle name is Courtney. So that's where that comes from. And um, I'm like, all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm Courtney. You know, I never really connected to the name Tara. So I that was okay to kind of just drop it and get rid of it. Um, But then I thought about how dangerous it is to be yourself and to live and actually do things that inspire you or that you want to do and not really be concerned about other people's opinions and what they think and and how they feel about it you know to just be yourself it's a fight to just be you even on a daily basis as in now with social media and things that we see all the time of images and how we should look and how we should act and things like that it's very dangerous to be yourself so that's where danger came from it's like I'm gonna be myself and this is just as how this is gonna go And because of the fact that I almost lost my life in the process, I said, okay, I feel like that means that this is a good name. You know, I I ran it past a couple people. I was like, what do you think about this name? It's just like, you know, danger can be perceived as kind of bad. And it's just like, no, but that's not really what it means. It's not really a bad thing. It's a a good thing, actually. It's danger in being yourself. But if you're okay with facing a little danger, then maybe you can have everything that you want. 
and do everything that you need to do for you to feel like if this was your last moment, did you do the things that you wanted to do? That's very profound. Um, and, and when you were explaining it, you know, I was thinking danger. It can be so much. And right. I think it's easy for people to think of the word danger in any of the negative connotations. Right. But, but if you're a danger sign, right. that's information that you may need. Right. Right. I think I think that's a that's a profound right. um, description, and I think that it fits. Right. I think it fits well. So what I did from there after Courtney Danger, and I'm like rebranding myself as as Courtney Danger. I'm this this artist, and I'm I'm doing these songs, and I'm I'm saying how I feel, and I'm being more expressive. Um, there became a time where I was like, well, where does Courtney Danger go? What what is her escape? Right. Because, you know, you have this music and you have this world and, and artistry can be heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, being an artist can be heavy because you're thinking about all the stuff that comes with it. You know, all the business, all the headaches, all the, you know, people trying to talk to you that don't really want anything or, you know, just so much can come from just being an artist. And so I said, where is this place that Courtney Danger can go when she just wants to just chill and just let it all go? So I created this thing called Dangerville. And it's like, this is the place where I can go to be myself and just, I don't have to be an artist anymore. I, I can take that all off, all my artistry at the end of the day. I can go home and I can just be a regular woman. That's Dangerville. That's my place, you know? And once I started saying it to people and, and people started asking what it was, and I'm like, you know, it's a place where you can be yourself. And people were just like, wow, that's so profound because, you know, I, I work this job. And, and then people started st sharing their stories with me. Mm. Like, I work this job and every day I have to be this way or that way or I have to do this and I have to do that. And I just feel like I'm, I'm suffocating. It's just like, but what do you like to do? And I always ask people that. What do you like to do? What 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 do you feel? What do you what are you curious about? You know, mm -hmm. those are the things that that I like to talk about when I'm actually sitting down with someone and I'm we're going back and forth and I'm listening and they're feeding off my energy and I'm feeding off theirs. It's just like, all right, well, tell me about you. Well, what do you like? You know, because we all have a voice that we use when you get a certain call. It's like, hello, you know, <laughs> and you switch yeah. it up, you know. But then after that, it's like, okay, so, so tell me about you now. You know, what do you like to do? Do you like to go sit in front of your TV and watch anime and drink Halo Farm juice out of a champagne glass? Because I do, you know. You know, or do you like to eat strawberry ice cream straight out the pint? You know, what, what, it, what is it that you like to do? You know, and me, I, I, I have a bunch of things that are creative based but you know at the same time there's there's other things I, I like to plant flowers I love sunflowers you know um, I like tattoos you know I, I like a bunch of stuff you know and it's like oh you would never really get that you think Courtney Danger you see this brand you see this person mm -hmm. you hear this music and it's just like oh wow she's so far maybe out of my reach or she's not relatable to me and it's just like nope I'm just a regular person that at the end of the day I like to take it all off and go to Dangerville Mm -hmm. Just be me. Mm. Do you like to invite people to Dangerville? Absolutely. I absolutely do. There are people that call themselves permanent me members of Dangerville. Like, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, I got apartments in Dangerville. And it's like, yes, you do. You know, so, mm. yeah. Well, we're up, up, up against the break. When we come back, I want you to go through your four songs, uh, okay. Under My Dress, Still Weak, and Simplicity. And uh, just kind of, in your own words, okay. share a bit about them, right. um, the content, et cetera. And then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up a little bit. Okay. Uh, all right. You're listening and watching the Triton 365 show. My guest tonight is Courtney Danger. She is an artist. Um, we're going to be talking about four of her tracks that she has. Um, she'll be performing uh, in the very near future. She's got some pretty good um, ideas as far as what she wants to do. Some... Uh, interesting uh, concepts for uh, live music, etc. But you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back after a short break.
And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show in the studio with me is Courtney Danger. Um, for those of you who have been listening, she is more than just a performing artist. She is an artist. And those of you who have the opportunity to see her right now, or at least later Friday night, you'll be able to see um, the video portion of this. Um, you can see she's very fashionably stylish with some really cool earrings. I won't go into the details about what, <laughs> about what they mean, but those of you who see them will understand that and get it. And I think that it's, it's so spot on. Um, because I can I can just see you out in public, right. rocking this, right. and then hey, this is this is who I am. Right. Um, earlier, you mentioned that that you understand the importance of your brand and right. your appearance and fashion, mm-hmm. and that when you show up to an event you're not walking in the door going right on stage with the same clothing that you wore right. in. And in addition to that, you're also someone who likes to express your individualism right. in your apparel as well. Can we take the conversation back to that a little bit and just share about the importance of fashion and branding and how you use use it for your own personal style? Um, yes. So when it comes to me, one, I like to be comfortable so I never want to wear something on stage that I'm going to feel restricted in because I never know how I'm going to move you know I feed off the energy of everything that's going on in the room not just the music so I always want to be able to be comfortable when I'm on stage and if I'm restricted or if I got on jeans that are too tight or if I'm you know all closed up I feel like I'm not really given at the same time and if you're there you're there to receive so if I'm so restricted and, and I'm thinking about all of these things while I'm on stage, then I'm not giving you what I'm supposed to be giving you. Um, so that's where fashion comes in. Um, you know, I have uh, my older sister, actually, she does a lot of my jewelry pieces, you know. So it's like I, I take from really authentic places, you know. She's making them, you know, I have my best friend down in Atlanta that she makes jewelry as well, you know. So I'm taking authentic things that people are sitting back and taking their time and saying, hmm, what will look good, you know. Let's let's do this, you know. I also do some marketing for my sister's uh, jewelry line as well, you know. So it, it all plays into it. As being an artist, you know, people might see that jewelry and say, oh, that's Courtney Danger, you know. Oh, I know her, you know. <laughs> She was at that shoot. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, let me grab those earrings. You know, I've, I've had that happen where my sister said, you know, I put your photo up with you with the jury on and they sold in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, it happened. So it's all a part of it. You know, people want to connect with the artist. They want to feel you. They want to see you, you know. And I'm always trying to give that. Mm-hmm. Always. And, you know, I want you to stick with, it, with that a little bit. And it sort of ties into the idea of branding and social media, which we had spoken about earlier. But um, the influence um, that that you have and others have who are in the limelight or in the public eye. Can you talk about how you personally handle that? Um, Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm very comfortable in my skin. So I I really don't think that there's anything that a person can kind of throw at me that I'm not able to handle. Um, And I, I get that from, you know, spending a lot of time with myself, you know, because of that, I'm comfortable when I walk into a room, you know, that it makes it okay, you know. And then even from that, when it comes to being an artist, you know, you, you have to have that, you know. If you're missing that, then what are people going to be looking for mm. in you? What are they going to be getting from you if, if you're missing something that's going to really draw them in, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, that you put it that way because... Being someone who is in the public eye, part of that maintaining that is the um, the attracting right. of of people, and not just your normal sphere of influence, but right. being able to reach out to other people. Right, you're right, and you know what? One thing about me when it comes to you know my artistry is you never really know what you're gonna get until you actually get it. You know, I have photos that I did where I'm laying there you know, in a bodysuit, and I'm laying there with an alligator laying across me. And they're like, is that thing real? Like, yes. <laughs> Her name was Chino. <laughs> she was a very awesome alligator to shoot with, you know. Or, you know, being at one point in time, I own 21 snakes. So it's like you, you never really know what you're going to get. Or they're like, oh, okay, who's this sweet, innocent girl? And it's like, yeah, now I'm pulling up on a motorcycle. Like, you know, you never, you never know. So... I kind of like to keep people guessing too, you know. I, I like to re- keep some of my mystery, but 
I think the mystery is more so people not really knowing what they're going to get, but they know they're going to get something, and it kind of pulls them in. Hmm. And I like that. That's great. I'm well, speaking with Courtney Danger, um, and uh, the archives of this interview and others are available on the Trenton365.com website. Um, but as Courtney progresses, um, she has promised to come back um, and sit down with me again. And I will make sure that we make it clear um, that people know how much I'm supporting her and her efforts. And as I was saying earlier, I've been listening to your four tracks. Yes. Under My Dress, Still, Weak, and simplicity in any particular order can you just share um a bit of your perspective about those four tracks yes all right so i'll I'll start with simplicity um simplicity was like um the song that's it's what love is the easy way there's also a video of that online um and in the video what you see is me portraying me when i'm just comfortable with someone else and we're just sharing energy you know it's very kickback relaxed video but it's all about things being simple and not over complicated so that starts off simplicity um week is the second progression to simplicity and it's the gradual build so you go from things being so simple to now feeling like wow this person makes me weak you know um weak when you say weak weak in is it a particular sense a positive or negative in, sense weak as in a positive way um weak as in i'm 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 weak for you because i love you mm. you know the things that you do whether i'm i'm looking at you whether you're across the room whether you're right in front of me um you have a power that makes me weak not weak as a woman but weak within my heart like mm. oh my heart is open to you <laughs> that might be a weakness i'm not sure but you know it's like that kind of weak like the weak good, in the knees yeah, right i'm weak in the knees <laughs> for you right <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay um and then still um so still is further along down the line there are some songs that go in between those songs um, because those particular songs are going to be on a project called Love Still. And that project in itself is kind of like a, not it's more so like a double disc, it's more like an A side, B side type of thing where you have songs that start the story and then you have songs that finish the story. Still is one of the songs that are, comes at the later part of the story where it's, you know, that love is still there it's not the way you anticipated it to be but because there was love there's still you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there there has to be something that's still there because if you love let's just say you're in a relationship and it for whatever reason it changes from the way it was originally supposed to be or whatever you thought it was going to be in your mind still is okay, that didn't happen that way, but there was all of this love, and because that love was pure, we have still. I still see you, and I still feel all of these things because it was real. It doesn't go away, you know, and let's not ignore that, the fact that it's not. Mm. It didn't go away. We don't have to act like it did, you know, and I think what happens with people and relationships is, they get so mad at the end of something that they forget all of the good stuff. And it's like, still is, we still have all of this good stuff that came from that love. So it still, still is. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not the way we anticipated, it's still something. Also very profound. <laughs> uh, Under My Dress. Let's share about Under that Under My Dress is such a special song. And you know what? Under my dress is me getting to a point where I'm very comfortable, like I said, with myself. And what I want to promote when it comes to music is being worthy of the life that you've lived, right? Mm. And being happy with yourself. Because before you can be happy anywhere else, you have to be happy within yourself. So under my dress, when I listen to that record, I think to myself I am so comfortable with who I am my person that I can now share this person with someone else the way I want to and I can be in control and 
even if I don't want to be in control, I can still tell you how I feel and what I want from you. And it's okay because I'm doing it in a way where I'm comfortable within myself. So it's not, I'm not coming at you or jumping on you or I'm telling you what I want from you, you know, and I'm comfortable within myself to do that because I'm strong in who I am. I'm confident, you know, I'm, I'm this woman, I'm bold, I'm beautiful, I'm black, I'm, you know, I'm here, you know, I'm present. And now because I'm present, I can be present with you. And now we both can reap the benefits of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, would you consider yourself a communicator? Yes. Yes. I would. I like to communicate. I like to talk. I like to listen more than I like to talk. But I do like to talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a big thing about communication is it goes both ways. And even when you're not talking, you're still communicating, you know. And your energy is going to speak for you regardless. Before you even open your mouth, it's going to pronounce you when you walk in a room, whether it's something good or it's something bad or something like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, it's going to speak for you. So as a person, you have to be a aware of that aware of who you are when you walk in a room you know you have to be comfortable you have to be like yeah I'm sure here I am (laughs) you know um so yes yeah Mm -hmm. um when you think about your music and um, the fact that you're a communicator Mm -hmm. is there a particular vibe or energy that you're trying to Express or that or uh, a message that you're trying to give off or you're just being uh, open and candid um, I am being open and candid but I also want to give a, get across to people when they listen to music that it's okay to love mm. it's okay to love it's okay to hurt it's okay to cry it's okay to feel a lot of people don't feel and it's okay to do those things and once you start to do those things you just never know what world you're gonna land in what you're gonna be opening yourself up to you know it's okay to be vulnerable you know sometimes you people you're so hard and you're so tough on the outside that you're not able to be vulnerable but that's okay too and that's what I want to give across it's okay to be emotional and feel and, and listen and and get something and be full without having to add something to yourself mm-hmm. whether it be you know a substance or you know whether it's alcohol whether it's drugs or whatever it is that makes you feel because a lot of times people have these vices you know and really just open yourself up you won't need vices you can be your own vice you know mm-hmm. that's what I want to give across is that all the power that you look for in other things you already have it you just gotta look for it it's there that's what I want to get across that's dope that's dope Um, I know you're probably available on all social media platforms but how can people reach out to you Um, social media on everything you can find me under Courtney Danger whether it's Twitter Instagram Facebook all of that YouTube I'm there and under my dress will be available Friday, so it will be there. Still weak and simplicity, they're already online for listening pleasure. But yes, you can find me. Mm-hmm. The video for simplicity also is online, so go check it out. Mm-hmm. Courtney Danger, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Courtney Danger has been my guest tonight on the Trenton 365 show. You will definitely be hearing a lot more from her. And you can follow me on social media platforms where I will be playing her four songs um, through uh, some of my other outlets. The four songs are Simplicity, Weak, Still, and Under My Dress. And again, you can search for her via Courtney Danger on all social media platforms. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.